cannot catch a virus. Well, back at it again, boys. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. Let your mind peel away the mysteries of the world. That's right. I'm talking deep. Frazzle drift deep. This is Whiskey, Beer, and Conspiracies Podcast. Oh, by the way, my balls is hot. 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 Hello and welcome to another episode of Whiskey, Beer, and Conspiracies Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Big Country, as always. And on the other end of the mic, you're only going to hear one soothing, sultry, Tom Selicky voice for this evening's episode. It's going to be Chris. Yep, Chris. Not Boye, that little chump. Yeah, you can't Chris. Rock this mustache anyway. <laughs> it's going to be uh, Chris on the other other end of the mic tonight. Boya actually had some pre-existing COVID conditions. Just kidding. Uh, he actually had some some family scheduled to come over for the holidays and whatnot. And so we're going to do a quick show for you. It's not going to be our typical hour, hour and a half, two hour long show. But nevertheless, we wanted to provide another show for you, the truth hooligans out there. But before we do. I wanted to remind you of our website that we have, which is so beautifully done by my brother, who's worked very hard on it. Go to wbconspiracies.com. All of our episodes from 2020 are uploaded on that. And some videos we have on there. Um, If you remember one of the shows uh, we did just a while back with Amy Says WTF, that smoke show of a conspiracy theorist, her documentary... Project Monarch, the full documentary is on there now, so it was taken down from her YouTube channel. You can check it out on our website, Watch With Caution, um, but she also has it available on her BitChute channel, so check that out as well. Um, we do have a live shop now where you can grab t-shirts, so all of our t-shirts are no longer on Public because their profit margin was garbage and nobody was going there anyway. So you can get all of the merchandise from our website, and that would be a great way to, one, not only support the show, but two, also to have a great conversation starter. We do have a GoFundMe that is live right now. We're trying to get some new mics for the phone because at the end of the year, we're going to be starting a Patreon um, and our goal is to, you know, do this show full time for you guys. So we're talking, you know, more episodes, more documentaries, more videos, exclusive content that you're only going to be able to find there. And we're about a quarter of the way to our goal. So if you can head on over there, even if you can throw a flavor at us, that would be great. We would muchly appreciate it. But tonight's episode, um, we're going to be getting into some pardons, some election tomfoolery and just this absolute banana court that we have seen thus far with the election. Chris, um so I'm I'm uh I'm on Sam Tripoli's Discord, right? Yeah. Which we've I'm in the process of starting our own. So Truth Hooligans stays tuned for that as well. Um and so last night they were hosting the uh, Mike Tyson fight, right? Yeah. Here's how I know we live in the matrix. So <laughs> it's like 10 o'clock at night, my time, right? 1030. Yeah. And Logan Paul's brother, which if you don't know who Logan Paul is, Logan Paul is basically an internet twat who um, like, he's not funny. I don't know why he's famous. Um, but yeah, if you I, remember, I don't know. I, I, my kids know who he is, and and that's what's sad to me is that my kids know who that guy is. <laughs> yeah, but your kids also know who we are, so that's I think that's even more terrifying. But um, he's the one. If he, I don't know if you remember this, there's this whole controversy a few years ago where he went to the suicide forest in Japan. <laughs> And he was like filming stuff and he had to like apologize for it because there was supposedly like a dead body in the background and all this stuff. And then he was going back and forth on Twitter with Chris D'Elia for a while. Um, Anyways, the guy's a a douchebag. Yeah. So, so check this out. He's also afraid of AR. 
He, he's afraid of guns. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He, he had a big, he had a big dust up with Caitlyn Bennett. Who's Caitlyn Bennett? She's a she works for Infowars, but she also does like her own little thing where she goes around and inter- interviews uh, left viewing people and and you uh-huh. know tries to get them to talk to her and and spits truth out at them all the time. And she uh, pro Second Amendment, pro life girl. She's just. You know, she's on point with a lot of stuff with her views. Man, that's it's it's so funny because it's like you have these these people who are quote unquote content creators. You know, like that's their job. Um, but the content that they create is just garbage. I remember watching yeah. this um, this reaction video. You know how there's reaction videos out there on YouTube, right? Where it was, I don't know who they are. But they have a lot of subscribers, and basically, it's a it's a guy and a girl, and they just watch videos and their reaction to them. So Will Sasso did this brilliant impersonation of Jesse Ventura. I'm pretty sure you've seen yeah. that when he was on um, Fighter and the Kid. Yeah, and yeah. It's spot on, right? And the girl is sitting there, and she, dude, she's like doing her makeup and like twirling her hair. And then they're watching the video, right? Where it's like in the bottom of the screen and they're doing their reaction or whatever. They're like, oh, that's so crazy. It's so good. And then someone just sends them $5. Like, and, and imagine that this person is creating content and there's people out there that are paying for this. And she's like not even paying attention to the video. And like the, because it pops up on the screen, you know, oh, here's $5. And they're like, oh, thank you for that. Wow. I'm like, someone actually sent you $5. For what you're doing, and for this not, is how I know for not doing we're li- doing nothing, and and this is how I know we live in the matrix. Imagine this scenario, and then I'm last night, right? So Logan Paul's brother is fighting a basketball star. Okay, uh, Nate Robinson. Nate Robinson. Yeah, they're fighting. Older guy. <laughs> they're fighting, and it's commentated by. Snoop Dogg, Israel Adesanya, the host is Mario Lopez. After the fight, the interviewer, which I don't know who he was, older older white guy, but he's interviewing Mr. Paul, and they're standing six feet apart. And then after that, there's like there's like a. a entertainment like Snoop Dogg comes up and raps and some other rappers come up and rap before the final fight. And this is all happening, right? Meanwhile, people are locked down for this fake ass virus. We don't know who the president is. The media has completely controlled the narrative of there's no possibility of any voter fraud, even though it's right in front of us. And it's like, I'm like, what are we doing? You know, like we're living in this, like this is our reality. Like yeah. This is the it's entertainment. Distraction. It's a distraction. And it's, it's, you know, Sam always says like, are you not entertained? Like this is the Coliseum. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that was our little glimpse of the Coliseum. We are the slaves that are stuck in our houses because of this bullshit Corona stuff with not knowing who the leader of the free world is because of all this election tomfoolery. And we're watching a, a YouTube celebrity fight a retired basketball player being commentated by Snoop Dogg. It doesn't get much crazier than this. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It does not get any crazier than this. It's Can like... I freeze? No, you're good. You're good. Um, Where do we... Chris, where do we go from here? What's next? I don't know. I don't know what's next as far as the um, as the next distraction, but they're definitely playing out a narrative that's, you know, just to do anything to get their, their views out. They're going to, they're going to try to, um, they're going to try to distract us. They're going to feed us a line of bullshit and whatever to can take away from um, their, the stuff that they've, try to pull over us, you know, they're yeah. going to, they're going to, and what, in one hand, they're going to say, Hey, 
look over here so that they can keep doing their thing over over here and distract us and you know till they can get whatever they want is their outcome and i don't know what this i mean i don't know how they possibly can i don't know what their outcome is i mean if they want to get biden in and harris in that bad i i don't know what to do i mean people are are just ridiculous and if that's what they want, I, I want, I would love someone to be able to come up to me and be like, yeah, these are the five really good reasons why I want Biden and Harris to be in the office. Mm-hmm. You know, Hey, this is, this is really important. This is what they can do for us, our economy and, and everybody else. But I've never had anyone be able to do that. No one's been able to come out and tell, tell me anything, you know, worthwhile other than Trump's bad. He's not a good person. The media is saying he's bad. And he's done all these bad things, but well, tell me what he's done. That's bad. Yeah. You know, and and no one can really come up with anything other than oh he's he's a racist he's you know he's a horrible person you know well I don't need my I don't need him to be like my best friend I need him to be in a government uh, that's going to allow me to to still maintain my freedoms as an individual um, and and you know protect the the rights that I I'm you know I should be afforded because of the constitution and you know. And I don't need them to tell me what to do every single day of my life. Stay locked down. You know, come on. What good is that doing for anybody? You know, it's not doing anything good for my kids, my wife, my family. It's not doing anything good for the economy. Uh, it's not doing good for anybody, uh, for anyone that's involved in small business. Uh, right. they're, they're basically, they're forcing them out of business by what they're doing and their actions with the lockdowns. Um, it's just sad. It's a, it, we're in a sad, upside down world right now. Well, not only that, but uh, you know, before we we before we started recording tonight, um, we were talking a little bit about suicide. You had a, an incident today on the job, um, but suicide yeah. is up what like two hundred percent, just yeah, it's across crazy. the board. Yeah, and I know it's really affecting the the high school age kids a lot too. Uh, from what I've been reading, is that the it, you know the lack of social interactions. Um, the kids have uh, on a daily basis by you know qu- being quarantined, they're they're missing that that outlet that they have um, that is you know to be around their friends, to be in a social gatherings. You know, it, it's taken away. I know it ended a, a couple of my boys' sports season, which is detrimental to them um, from activity wise, uh, being locked in the house. Now, what is their alternative? Well, we, we let them sit in front of TV. Uh, we let them play video games and don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm not against video games. Um, but you know, I don't need my son to be playing six hours of Fortnite. And then when I ask him to get off, you know, have a tent tantrum and meltdown because there's nothing else to do dad. I'm bored, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, it's the few times that they can get on there and they can talk to their friends and interact with their friends. So, you know, we want to limit it, uh, the, being on the the video games, but they also need that interaction with their friends. So absolutely, it's just a double edged sword. It's a double edged sword. Absolutely. I mean, I, and then you and you think about the the repercussions of all this with you, you know with what you just mentioned about the kids and and there's a reason uh, we've talked about it before on the show, but television flickers at a rate that actually hypnotizes, um, especially younger yeah. adolescent minds that are not fully developed yet. Um, and you've yeah. probably witnessed this where, you know, a child will be sitting there watching TV and you have to say their name five, six times before they actually snap out of it and look at you. And that's done by design yeah. and it's done on purpose. And it's it's this Orwellian world that we're that we're getting into because time and time again over this past week, we've seen so many reports whether it be on Twitter or on, you know, media, Instagram, whatever it may be, whatever the, whatever the outlet is where we're getting this information. But, you know, you have all these governors and, and, and um, mayors and whatnot wanting to shut down and lock down these cities. Don't celebrate Thanksgiving. Don't have this many people at your house. Don't leave the house past this hour. Um, and then they just violate their own rules. And the people are seeing this. Which is a good yeah. thing because I think you know we are in the great awakening, if you will. But now the problem with that is there's still the other side of the coin where there's people who are begging for this because it hasn't yet yes. affected their life per se, right? I think people that yeah. are actively requesting for lockdowns and actively requested to be under essentially martial law, it just it just hasn't affected them yet. Um, I overheard a conversation earlier. Um, 
yesterday when the wife and I were at um, Target, we were doing some Christmas shopping, and um, I overheard uh, a couple guys talking about, oh, my, my work and my productivity at work has greatly increased since I've been working at home. See, it hasn't affected you yet. And the fact yeah. that most people can do a lot of what they do at home from a computer is is all fine and dandy. Um, but the only reason that I think a lot of people will agree with lockdowns or COVID measures or the vaccine or whatever is because it hasn't affected their lives. But then the minute it affects their lives, they're going to have an issue with it. And by I think by that time, it's going to be too late. You know, it'll all be too yeah, far gone. So. I think if the as soon as you start giving up your freedoms like that and they've taken them away, um, as soon as you realize that you want them back, it, it is too late because you, you've let them have them for so long that, you know, they're like, oh, we're entitled to be able to lock you down whenever we want, you know, you know, and it's something that's popped in my mind. You said, what's the next thing? You know, this this covid corona lockdown. What if it's building up for the the next stage? Because in my mind, I think that Trump's gonna uh, they're gonna it's gonna go to finally get to the Supreme Court. It's gonna get overturned. But meanwhile, you know the they've been work the media has been working up half the population mm-hmm. um, in in our country, saying that the other side's won. So they're gonna lose their fucking minds when they come out and say, "Oh yeah." Uh, Trump won because of all these election fraud and what what have you, you know, all these unconstitutional votes that's coming out of uh, Pennsylvania with the mail-in ballots, all this stuff, you know, it's coming to light. I think that they're going to lock everything down at that point because there's going to be so much turmoil and upheaval. Uh, there's going to be so many people fighting and, and being upset at that point, you know, and I think there's going to be mass riots. I think there's going to be mass cities that are going to be attacked. Uh, burning, you know, like the protest, the peaceful protests that they had earlier uh, throughout the year uh, when, you know, it's mainly, it's mainly peaceful. And then there's a big old building behind them on fire, uh, the, the media. I mean, I, I think it's going to be to that effect. I think that's the next thing. You know, I, I think that that um, they've worked the people up into a frenzy. And now when the rug gets pulled out from underneath them, I think it's going to get very ugly. I think it's going to be awful. Um, yeah. You know, yeah, it's, it's great that a lot of people can work from home and be productive, but then you have situations where uh, you have two parents that are working. Uh, they have quite a few kids, let's just say four uh, that are all trying to jump on and do this distance learning. Um, and it just doesn't work. You've got boys that are distracted. You've got a daughter that can stay on task. And these are all smart kids. And I'm speaking of my own, um, my own family. You know, it's asking the parents to do things that is way outside the scope of um, sitting next to your kid to have to keep them on task. But we also have to be at work because we have to provide for our families too. So, you know, there's a reason why kids go to school. Okay, it changes the environment. It gets them into a, a setting that is conducive without distractions for learning, even if I don't agree with all the curriculum that is being taught um, or the agendas that some teachers have <clears throat> with their personal biases uh, that they're trying to indoctrinate into the kids. You know, it is, it is to say, you know, when you've got kids that are, are doing great in school, at school and then you take them out and you put them in at home and then you see them suffer. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, that's been my experience with this distance learning, this COVID, you know, so I just, I need, I would love for it to end. I would love to be able to go back. I'm tired of hearing, Oh, this is the new normal. Well, it's only normal because we're letting it happen. Mm-hmm. We, we need that. We do need to push back in a way, you know, and that's why I was really happy in California. There's a bunch of churches that are pushing back against the state with the lockdowns and basically putting up the middle finger, you know, and saying, Hey, no, we're, we're not going to do that. Even if they got a cease and desist or, or they're going to get fined for every time they open up and, you know, have people in there. It's just, it's uh it's scary times, Brian. It is. It's, it's really disheartening and, and troubling. And, you know, I've heard a lot of people say that, uh, it'll just go away after the election. Well, the election won, still not over. Uh, we still yeah. don't know who the president's going to be. I think our bets are still on Donald Trump. 
It's going to go to the Supreme Court. I believe Pennsylvania is already headed to, uh, to the Supreme Court. Um, yeah. You know, in, in some of the conversations that I've been involved with that I've seen that they've said, well, Time is not on our side. Time's not on Donald Trump's side. He's running out of time. Well, let's just let's just look at it from this perspective. So November 3rd was the I have a calendar here. So I know you can't see me, but people are wondering why I'm pointing at the wall here. So the November, the November 3rd was the election where today is the 29th. So in four weeks time, four weeks and three, four, five days, four weeks and five days. We're still in November, mind you, right? So I'm sorry, one, two, three, three weeks and five days, three weeks and five days. We're still in November, right? And every state that's been contested is one step away with the exception of Pennsylvania from being at the Supreme Court. And they have until December 9th, I believe. Uh, it's either 9th or the 14th. 11th or 14th, maybe. It might be the 14th. I think it might be the 14th, but I, don't quote me. So there's plenty of time. Now, I read something very interesting on Twitter. We had mentioned him on the show when we were with Sam. Um, we had uh, Ron, Code Monkey Z, who used to be an administrator for HN. He put up a poll earlier, I believe it was today, that had asked a very interesting question. Do you think that there was a gun battle in Frankfurt, Germany between Green Berets or a type of special forces and a CIA controlled server? Um, The CIA was in charge of this this server operation that was used to basically mishandle the election. And almost everybody voted yes. There was some, there's a couple no's and a lot of um, maybes, but a majority of it was yes. Now, we know that, according to Sydney Powell, uh, she confirmed that a server was seized by the army from Frankfurt who had ties to Dominion. I think it's called Seidel. Um, and that was confirmed by her. Now, everyone's talking about, um, you know, originally she was fired and that. Trump had to distance herself because she's coming up with all these crazy conspiracy theories and all this stuff. Well, we've already cleared that up, right? That she never signed a retainer. The Trump's legal team never paid any of her fees. She's a federal attorney who's representing we the people. And she's also a military attorney, which she's General Flynn's attorney, who was just pardoned by Donald Trump. So which means the gag order has been released from General Flynn. So I wonder what's going to come out with that. I mean, only time is going to tell. So we we can clear that up that she wasn't fired, right? We know that. But what's interesting is there seems to be an active war within the government itself concerning the CIA, the FBI, Trump's administration, and then, you know, these silent reports, if you will, that we're getting about these military groups seizing servers because essentially if 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 it was true that that did happen you're having a a special forces military group that's controlled by the united states go against a agency of the government we can argue that that would be a deep state operation but you're seeing this big end fight within the government itself to cover up what's kind of good what you know what's been going on with the election now Here's what's weird, right? And I brought up Epoch Times earlier. So an article that they had wrote today. um, So a judge blocks, then unblocks Georgia from wiping or resetting election machines. So it said that uh, Judge Timothy Batten wrote an emergency order issued on November 9th, uh, excuse me, November 29th. Defendants are ordered to maintain the status quo and are temporarily temporarily enjoined from wiping or resetting any voting machines in the state of Georgia until further order of the court. Um, then the judge reversed the order not long after explaining that defendants are not in possession of the machines. Well, what's kind of interesting is why would why would you want to why would you want to delete 
or reset or wipe election machines. Right. Only to hide stuff. Only to, to to not be able to. Yeah. That would be the only reason. And I, I don't I don't think anybody even on the left could come up with a logical explanation as to why that they would desire to do that. They would say that the election's over and they're they're done with it and they don't want to have to they shouldn't have to recount or do anything. But uh, and, that's not transparency. It's not transparency, but but let's just go with that argument for a second. Let's just say that they they do say that okay, the election's over, we have nothing further to do. But if there's an ongoing investigate investigation and there's nothing to hide, why wouldn't you just keep the records just for the time being? Because even if yeah. Biden were to be inaugurated in January and the investigation continues and then it comes out, they look at the servers and they look at these voting machines and they say, yeah, actually, it all checks out, right? Then it's case yeah. closed done. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, I think that that's what I think that's what people, normal people would expect is that, hey, if you have nothing to hide, then just show us the, the servers, show us the machines and let us see the data for what it is. But my biggest problem is, you know, these huge spikes that were huge anomalies throughout Georgia and throughout Michigan, um, all over, you know, where Trump's winning and then, oh, we're going to stop counting. And then magically in the middle of the night, we're going to get X amount of votes. And he's, it's like a straight spike. It wasn't like a gradual, like taker. It was, takeover it was like he's down 170,000 votes he gets 186 and now he won the state well how the fuck does that happen yeah how does he he get that many votes without trump coming in with some of the votes on top of it too i mean i just it's beside me i, I just don't get it maybe in my feeble feeble brain i just can't rationalize it or or something but i just i don't understand how this is how all go gone down. Mm -hmm. um, clearly, Dominion has got something to hide. Uh, that's why they basically closed shop and fucking ran for the hills. Um, they were supposed to come out and meet with some of the state uh, legislators, and they just beat feet and lawyered up, and then you know, broke down their offices and and everybody's on a gag order now from Dominion. You know, if your system is so good, if your system is foolproof. If you got nothing to worry about with it, then then why not come out and talk it up and show it, show the world, hey, this is this couldn't happen, and this is why. You know, we took these steps. This is our process. This is how it was handled. You know, that's just not been done. And I mean, I don't know. It just it just seems like it's too shady to me. Well, we know, we know it's 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 evident that there was cheating. Yeah, we understand why the spikes happen. Here's here's the 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 reason for the spikes happening. The spikes happening because Biden was getting smoked so bad they had to stop counting, figure out how many votes they would need to catch up, insert that amount of votes to where he's now in the lead, and then you just keep counting. You just keep counting until he wins, because there's yeah. no way that you could logically sit there. And think to yourself that not only did Biden set a record for the most votes any candidate ever has ever won. He beat Obama's numbers, who was selling out stadiums. Biden couldn't sell yeah. out a high school auditorium if he wanted to. Yeah. And then you have to convince yourself that all of these people that hate Donald Trump so much just got out there to vote for Joe Biden, but didn't vote down the ticket. So they were good with keeping Republican senators who actually gained seats. They were good with keeping House representatives that were Republican who gained seats, which which becomes an issue because now the Democrats no longer hold the House or the Senate, but they just wanted yeah. to vote out Donald Trump. Now, Biden also set a record for the lowest number of counties ever won. In the entire United States, I think the lowest before him was like like 40-something percent of the counties. He won yeah. like 18% of all the counties. But it's these mysterious... Well, how is that possible? It's because of these mysterious mail-in ballots. 
There's yeah. there is records of of some counties showing seven hundred percent turnout. Yeah, well, and that's and that's the thing that you got to really look look at and scratch your head is, you know, is that possible? Seven hundred percent turnout. I mean, that those anomalies shouldn't happen. You know, I would understand if if you got up high and said like ninety percent, you know, ninety five percent turnout with the mail in ballots and voting, but seven hundred percent that's ridiculous. Yeah, it's it's not even uh, honestly like even if you're a, a Trump hater and a Biden guy, you have to realize like this has to be rational in your head and it can't be. So uh, Biden yeah. also did um, a, a speech, an address from the you know office of president elect, not an office, um, not an office, not, not a real thing, not a real thing uh, like COVID. He did it a, a Thanksgiving address to the union, right? Yeah. Where on ABC, Sam talked about it on his live stream last night. ABC, he was on obviously all these multiple platforms, but he was on ABC. And five afters af- five hours after the video had posted, he had um, twenty five hundred. I'm sorry, twenty five thousand views. This is five hours after the video. So yeah. if you go back now, he has a lot more. Obviously, I think he's. I think the highest he had was like three hundred thousand or something like that. Yeah. Now, mind you, when Donald Trump went on, um, oh, I forget whose whose uh, show he was on now. Um. Anyways, he had like a half a million views, and then he had fifty yeah. million, like right after that. Okay, so let's just go with Biden yeah. for now. And say that Biden um, had twenty five thousand views on ABC after an address to the union. He had twenty five thousand views five hours after the video came out, but he also had eighty million votes. Eighty million. Yeah, that's not even one percent of his voters, nope. alleged voters viewing his address for Thanksgiving. And then in the video, he's also having another aneurysm on stage. And he says he wants to do a reading from the palmists. A devout Catholic says, I want to do a reading from the palmists. What he meant to say was Psalms. Chris, I don't know if you've seen this, but it's fantastic. I saw a meme about it. I didn't actually see it. I actually, I didn't want to waste my time watching him, but maybe I'll, find something that shows him just butchering it that's 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 <laughs> he said palmists and he meant songs mind you he's a devote catholic it's close it's <laughs> yeah he's not gonna make it even if he's to to get sworn in man he's he's not gonna make it i i heard i heard a very interesting theory that somebody had put up on 4chan that what yeah. uh, could happen is they will stage an assassination against Biden by a right wingist with an AR-15 assault rifle. Uh, it's you know, AR is not doesn't mean assault rifle. Obviously, it stands for armor light. Does not but, mean assault rifle. Yeah. Uh, who's wearing body armor? Right. So here comes this tragedy. President elect, most popular guy ever in the whole world for the most secure election ever in the whole world, gets assassinated by a right wing neo-nazi white supremacist trump supporter uh armed with a gun that has been greatly controversial over the past five six years wearing personal body armor um you know set the stage for you know harris the gun grab body armor harris is president um the only first of all Let's go back to a crazy world where Donald Trump does not win the presidency. Okay. Joe Biden will not be the president. It's set up for Harris to be the president. I just read an article that said Biden has chosen an all-female body of individuals for the communication department. He didn't do that. It's for Kamala Harris. The cabinet is set up for Kamala Harris. You know, when we were on Sam's show and they were mentioning all the people that they had set up, it's like, like Johnny had said, it's like the communist all-star hour. 
It is. It's it's the it's the furthest left that you could possibly go. Is that that's the cabinet and and the the people that are going to be surrounding the the president elect. That's <laughs> funny even to say that. Um, yeah, but I, I don't know, man. It's just the uh, if that's what the people want, man. If that's what really happened, if the vote does come out and there's no, um, there wasn't any fraud or you know they they were wrong and that Biden did get those votes. If that's what the people want, that's that's scary. That is a, a scary thing. They want a socialistic. Uh, communist country, and that's a, that's a sad thing for a uh, uh, American uh, who is proud of his country and proud of the freedoms that we have that have been given to us by our our forefathers and and the people that have fought on uh, battlefields in other countries to to keep our freedom safe. It just that's a scary thing to me. Well, and and look at it from this perspective too, and and here's how you can imagine that. You know, Sam always says that it's just a bunch of fucking rich kids that are mad at their dads that are running around causing all this bullshit to go down in these poor, underprivileged communities. And then they run back to their gated communities when it's all over. Is that, listen, if you really believe in socialism, if you really believe in communism, you've read the Communist Manifesto, you're like, this is a great idea. Obviously, this ideology has been tried in numerous countries throughout history. Yeah. They've all failed. There's plenty of socialist countries and communist countries still out there. Why don't you just go there? Like you don't yeah. have to like you don't have to stay here. It's the beauty of this country. You can come and go as you please. If you really want to live under that idea because it's so much better than what we have here, you can do that. You can literally go and and move somewhere where that is the rule of law. But they don't. Yeah. And they're not going to. Like everybody that said, I'm no. going to leave the United States if Trump, Donald Trump wins. Not one person left. Not one. And 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 here's another point. Why don't you see mass immigration to other countries? Because it sucks. Because they're not. Yeah, they're not very. They're not good. They don't, <laughs> they don't have, have what the, we have. The, yeah, they don't. They don't have the opportunities that is afforded to people that had go through immigration and, and you know, the chances that the people can have it. It's just, this country is not like any other country. Yeah. It's, it's so funny, man. Cause uh, like that book, I sent you guys a picture of how to be an anti-racist. Someone wrote a book about it. Uh, like th- th- there shouldn't what, have to be a book about that. Not, is not being a racist not enough? No, not only what, you can't just be not a racist, you have to be an anti-racist. Well, if you're not a racist, you're kind of anti-racist, so that's kind of just a mute point, right? Like <laughs> I I'm not a racist person. Like I I have I don't I don't judge anybody uh by the the color of their skin or the the religious dom- denomination that they have or I don't single anyone out. You know, I, I judge people on their character and the, and the, the type of person they are and, and their, you know, moral fortitude is, is how I judge people. You know, I surround myself with what I think is with good people. And, you know, so now that's not enough. In our world. Yes. My daughter's where, we, black. where we live. My, my daughter's black. Does, does that count? <laughs> no, you, you have to be out there holding signs, obviously. Okay. Because yeah. we all know that that holding signs, you mean it, you're actually doing something to end uh, racism in a country where it's probably the least racist country in the world. Yeah, I'm not saying that, yeah, yeah, that yeah, there isn't so. racism here or there aren't racists here. Of course there are. Yeah, of course. But but I'll stand with you to to, to fight against those racists too. Sure. You know, I show me a per, show me a person and and I'll stand with you. And if it, something's wrong, I, I will stand against it because I don't support that. But we are by far this country is light years ahead of other countries as far as racism and equality and you know just there's the opportunities that you have in this country. You can go out there and and make yourself whatever you want to be as, as hard as you work. That's what you're going to get ahead. I mean, just 
make good decisions and you should be fine. I think the, the middle class in this, in this country is bigger than any other um, country there is as far, as far as middle class. And, you know, predominantly people have a job, predominantly people have a car and uh, you know, I think they, they have a house or four walls around them. You know, I just, I think we take a lot of that for granted. Absolutely. I mean, you know, on the on the on the weekend after Thanksgiving where the idea behind the holiday is to remember and be thankful for what we do have and not what we lack um or what we could be where we could be as a, as a as a country and as a people and as a community as a society. But, you know, there's other countries yeah. out there where uh, you're right, Chris. I mean, our middle class is so much greater than probably a majority of countries out there and we most people in the world don't have a car and and people are upset that their car is old in this country. People are upset that, uh, you know, their, their rent goes up a hundred bucks every year or what have you. When, when, when people around the world don't even have that luxury, we, we take so many things for granted and, and, and then we, we cry about all these injustices in this country to where, Uh, you know, look at the Middle East. Many countries in the Middle East, women can't drive cars, women can't vote. They literally throw homosexuals off roofs. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're talking about, you know, I, I've heard Donald Trump being compared to uh, fascists before. Donald Trump's a fascist. I go, okay, compared to who? Hitler, Mussolini, yeah, Stalin, Pol Pot, yeah. Mao Zedong. We could go on forever. Yeah. Which one do you want to specifically yeah. compare him to? Because in yeah, the four years that I, he's... Go ahead. I was going to say, the, the four years that he's been a president, I don't think he's rounded up anyone and offed off of, you know, hundreds of thousands of people or you know, subjugated people to laws that are not lawful and you know, limiting speech or anything. I think, if anything, it's he has allowed more of that to, to take place that people can speak their mind freely and, and be upset even because people are being forced fed that narrative from the media about how awful it is. So they're running to the streets and they're going to say orange man bad. So, you know, I, I don't, if he was a fascist, he would be lighting up the military uh, with guns pointed at them and dr- running over people with tanks. You know, and that's not taking place. Yeah, you're not probably not allowed to talk. Most most people out there crying about injustice probably don't even know what Tiananmen Square is. Um, no, but in in the last four years, Donald Trump hasn't even started a war. We have not been at war for four years, and that's the yeah. only four years that's since it. I've been alive, probably since you've been alive, that we have not been at war. I was, that is correct. Yeah, yeah. In some capacity, uh, yeah, we we've been at multiple wars since. That I can remember. I remember growing up and hearing about Desert Storm, and then you know all all this stuff. My dad got deployed, you know, being in the Navy, you know, going in the Persian Gulf, and during a couple of those those times. So yeah, it's you know I don't remember a time where we were less active with our military as far as invading countries and bombing them and doing things like that. So. Yeah, it's uh, and you and you kind of under and you kind of wonder why these uh, neocons and Democrats are so eager to have Donald Trump out. It's bad for business. Wars war makes a lot of money. War is probably the most lucrative business there is in the world. Um, yeah, there's there's no doubt about that. Uh, let me give you what I believe the narrative will be with the election at the end of the election. Um, and then we'll kind of wrap up the show there so we don't go too long tonight. Um, so here is what the narrative has been and what I think it will be. And you tell me if you agree, disagree, you want to add to it. So the narrative right. first was Donald Trump lost. It's over. Get over it. And this is from yeah. the mainstream media, right? Donald Trump lost. Biden won. Get over it. Then it was a call for unity and peace. Then it was a call for Donald Trump challenging the legality of these votes is detrimental and truly disheartening to everything we hold near and dear to our hearts as Americans as far as democracy is concerned. Now CNN just recently had run um, a propaganda piece about here are the ways that Donald Trump could win the election. 
And they worded it very interestingly because what they said was, here's how Donald Trump could still win the election without winning the vote. So now they're building the narrative to which I think will be when Donald Trump wins because it's going to go to the Supreme Court. Uh, the narrative will now be Donald Trump stole the election. He stole the election through the stacking of the Supreme Court, through his you know mega power legal team, um, and somehow I think race is going to get wrapped up into that as well. And I think if any violence comes, and I and I say if very hopingly because I believe that violence will come. I think that the media corporations who propagated the lie that Biden won and the election was over and they had called it and the constant reminder of Biden winning the election, which they know he didn't and we know that he didn't, should be complicit legally in any kind of ramifications that would come from any violence in the streets. Yeah. yeah. Do you agree or disagree? I think pretty, no, I pretty much agree with that. I think it's pretty much spot on. I don't know how they're going to be able to hold those people accountable for the legality as, you know, the mainstream media. Uh, like I said, you, you hit the nail on the head. They propped him up as the winner. So now everybody thinks he's won. I mean, it, I had my, my kid's teacher the, the day after the election. I was like, oh, Biden won. Uh, no, uh, it's not, it's not over. And, um, so yeah, I, I do see that it's going to be a dark time. And I think it's going to, the one, the rug gets pulled out from under these people. I think people are going to be really upset. And it's though the people that ran out to this, the streets for the unity that are going to be taking the streets and they're going to turn around and burn things down because you didn't see the, the right side, um, go running out and start burning stuff. Cause you know, they're announcing Biden as a winner. I don't think that any city, you know, a bunch of um, conservatives ran out to the street and started burning down Walmarts and looting or anything. I didn't, I didn't hear any of that. Did you hear any of that? Uh, if there was, I didn't hear any of any of them. No, you better be certain. You better be certain that they would have been televised as the the biggest riot there ever was um, <laughs> by the by the media if that did take place, but it just didn't. So yeah. yeah, they're propping these people up. They've already they've already said that they won. So when they get the rug pulled out, they're going to be pissed. And I don't know, you know, how bad it's going to be. But um, what did you think about the the Flynn pardon? I think it was a good move. If you look at the case and how it how it kind of unfolded, that um, when they said that had, Flynn had lied about what he had said, well, Flynn technically never lied about what he had said because he was never under oath when he was asked. He was asked kind of in passing. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm not. A, I don't. I don't have any 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 issues with the pardon of Flynn. Honestly, I I hope. I wish that that Donald Trump would pardon Julian Assange. I think he should pardon Julian Assange. I also think he should pardon um, fucking um, Snowden. Now people kind of go back and forth yeah. about Snowden and that, you know, he revealed a lot of secrets. Yeah. He's also the guy that told us that broke the story that they're listening to everything we do nonstop. Yeah. And that's not yeah. a, it's no, that's no longer a conspiracy that they listen to every conversation you have, whether it's on the internet or on your phone or text messages, they save all of it. And yeah. when, when the Senate hearing happened last week with, um, Jack Dorsey and Mark Zuckerberg, there's clear evidence that Facebook not only tracks all of their users data information that they keep it. And it's not just on Facebook. They do it for every search you make on the internet. Yeah. So in my opinion, I mean, I don't have an issue with him pardoning Flynn. I think there's a couple others that he should pardon, um, before the end of his first four years. I, I mean, I think, dude, uh, fucking, 
December and Johnny January. Johnny better pay up. It's 250 bucks Johnny's going to owe me Hey man Mr. Water, I'm coming to collect Coming to collect bud We're going to go We're going to jump into one of his live streams Where's my money? (laughs) You got my money? Where's my my milk money bitch? Where's my milk money? Um, Yeah man I think December and January Is going to be absolutely insane Um, Yeah and uh, hopefully people are prepared for that. And again, I hope we're wrong. Um, I do have a bone to pick with some people on Instagram, some other podcasts Uh-oh. that have been. A uh, boy and I have gone back and forth with this particular podcast, not oh, to see their name. Tell, you guys are telling me. You guys, yeah. you tell me about those. They're chumps. a joke. They've lost three thousand followers in two weeks because of it. Oh. Three thousand followers, oh, and and, and I and and I think they have like sixteen thousand one hundred followers, and it doesn't give you the exact number when you get so high. It just gives you you know sixteen point one or whatever. I would imagine that yeah. half of those sixteen thousand followers are probably bots, um, because their 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 podcast is embarrassing. Um, but they kind well, of publicly three thousand got. Yeah, hopefully they outed themselves and their listeners come out to find the the truth. Oh, Maybe it's nonstop. That's it, yeah. dude. Join the Truth Hooligan Nation, bud. Um, yep. So that's it, man. We're going to end the show tonight. Um, obviously, not uh, one of our usual topics, not not our usual length, um, but we wanted to give you another episode to listen to coming out this Friday, ten thirty a.m. Central Time, eight thirty a.m. Pacific Time, and eleven thirty a.m. Eastern Time. Uh, Chris, anything else you want to add before we close up shop? Uh, boy is a douche. <laughs> Boy, we love you, man. We know you had some stuff going on tonight. Um, episode next Enjoy Friday. Time, bud. Yeah, absolutely. Um, episode next Sunday is going to be another guest. We're very excited to have this one on the show. It's going to be another down the rabbit hole. So stay tuned for that one. Also, be sure to check out our website, wbconspiracies.com. Make sure you like and subscribe and share the show. We have so many people hitting hitting us up all the time. Um saying that they didn't even know about the show. They heard us on tinfoil hat. So they're sharing the show. They're subscribing. We appreciate that. Um, and if you haven't gone to the GoFundMe yet, make sure you head on over there. And if you can throw a $5 bill at us, throw a $1 bill. I don't know if you yeah, can throw a $1 bill, but a crisp $5 bill, throw like a, cup, a cup of coffee. It's like a cup of coffee at Starbucks. You can miss one cup. Yeah, you can miss one cup. And you probably won't even miss that cup. You'll still donate $5 and buy a cup of coffee. Um, (laughs) So that's it for this episode of Whiskey, Beer, and Conspiracies Podcast. I have been Big Country. And I'm Chris. And we'll see you guys on the next one. Get up now. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. You ain't saying this hoe. You ain't saying this hoe. Donald Trump, Putin, and shit. I say I'm a human being. God damn it! My life has value. My balls are hot. My balls are hot. My balls are hot.